Welcome to Catholics Across the Aisle, the podcast of the Florida Conference of Catholic Bishops, offering commentary on public policy and civic life. This is Michael Sheedy, Executive Director of the Conference. very pleased today to be joined by Emily Schumacher-Novak. She's the Assistant Director for Education and Outreach in the Department of Justice and Peace and Human Development at the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Uh, We're going to talk today about the Civil Isaac campaign that the Bishops' Conference is really continuing uh, and really uh, relaunching and renewing and making even better for all of us here uh, in this time of some polarization. So, Emily, it's a pleasure to have you on here today. Hi, thanks so much. I'm so glad to join you and to be able to talk about uh, a better kind of politics, civilize it. Well, I mean, just to maybe situate the conversation, it's probably not a bad thing just to kind of reflect on some of the need for this and polarization that we hear about politically, uh, some of the challenges that we're encountering, not only in, in the realm of politics between you know different parties, but I think just within families, we, we find it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I feel like this couldn't have come from a, at a better time. And really, in responding to Pope Francis's encyclical, Fratelli Tutti, the bishops really wanted to um, help Catholics engage in their communities with one another and to help give them a framework by which to do that. And so they're really inspired by that chapter five title from Fratelli Tutti that talks about the better kind of politics. What does that mean and how do we engage in our communities? So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think there's a lot of um, space for this conversation to happen. And, and really an invitation for Catholics and people of goodwill to, to think again about how is it that I, um, as a Catholic, am engaged in my communities? How do I invite people to even difficult conversations um, and how important those are for us to um, work together as we look to solve the issues our, our society faces today? Yeah, I think I think you're right. You know, we all want to bring our best selves forward and we want to continue to grow and be gift to the world and, and whatever. And I, I know that it's challenging just personally because people are, you know, the pace of life is is pretty fast. It seems like it's getting faster. You know, media is getting into our lives and there are a lot of distractions and we hear about difficult situations and challenges, whether it's, you know, hurricanes, pandemics, questions about masks or not masks, vaccinating, not vaccinating. It just seems like everywhere you turn, there is a little bit of strife or contention and and it's and it's tough to to stay civilized and to, to do it, but it's so much more important, you know, in the midst of this. And I think it's a great opportunity for the church to be that um, good witness, but also a salve and a healing presence, uh, reconciling civil presence that can help us all to to flourish a lot better as a society. So this is a great time to be doing this. So glad you can kind of shed more light on this for us. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it today. There's, um, as you said, just so many ways that we find ourselves um, in the midst of that polarization and the division and know that there is a better way, right? That there is a better a better way for us to engage with one another. Emily, maybe you want to just talk a bit about where this has come from or how it's been evolving and where the Bishops' Conference got involved in really launching the Civil Isaac campaign. Yeah, so... um the Better Kind of Politics Civilize It is really a response to Fratelli Tutti um, on the part of the bishops. In the in Chapter 5, Pope Francis really eloquently talks to us about building a better kind of politics, one that is truly at the service of common good. And we know that that uh, bringing all of our um, strengths, our talents together as communities will help us move forward as a, as a community, as families, um, and, you know, for us in the United States as a country, and really wanting to help um, 
um, help us walk away from that polarization and that division, recognizing that there are many important things that we believe in and that we share, um, but that we are can hear this call to common values and to common good um, and to look for creative solutions. And so the campaign um, is also building upon the 2020 uh, Civilized campaign, which the bishops launched last year during the election year. But this time it's a really a broader call to community engagement throughout the course of the year that is um, meant to be part of our regular lives, part of the ways that we engage with our communities and our schools, our families, our um, civic life um, all the time throughout the course of the year, not just in an election cycle. Um, and, it, and it was initially um, from the Arch, uh, Archbishop Schnarr's leadership in uh, the Archdiocese of Cincinnati in 2016, who launched Civilize It the first time. Um, and they had some great success there. And so we are excited to share this relaunch of a better kind of politics with um, the whole country. I know I'm um, just having um, worked at a bishop's conference at the state level, um, going through different election cycles. You know, it's been in, it's been interesting to be part of and, and to observe and participate to whatever degree and, and hear from folks who are not always the most civil, you know, or who are who are maybe perhaps taking some partisan interests. I know that personally, you know, I, it interests me a lot, you know, to, to invite Catholics to reflect more deeply again on some of these core commitments of the bishops in the political realm that don't really fall fully into one party's uh, platform or the other, but just to, uh, again, invite Catholics to reflect deeply on those commitments to address the real concerns of our society um, in ways that, you know, that do cross those boundaries, you know, rather than looking at them in, in a way that's somewhat defensive, trying to defend a party, one party or the other's uh, approach to to addressing these things um, and attacking the other parties, perhaps, but just to reflect more deeply, it's hopefully by embracing some of these principles and being civil and understanding more deeply some of the commitments of the bishops, we will also contribute to a more civil society. But don't let me digress too far from from this uh, initiative. No, I think that's perfect. Um, one of the uh, pieces that I find really inspiring is this focus on human dignity, which, you know, as Catholics, we believe to be inviolable. And so by focusing in on the human dignity, both of the people who we're having a conversation with and by all of our brothers and sisters who we seek to protect their human dignity through the policies and um, ways that we organize ourselves in, in communities, we can really seek new solutions to um, really upholding that human dignity dignity that we know to be so vital to each one of us that, you know, each one of us, remembering that each one of us is a beloved child of God, both the person who I disagree with for very good reasons about particular things very strongly, but also that he or she is created in the image and likeness of God. And so how do I, um, you know, take a minute and think about what is it that I am called here? What are the common values that we can seek here? And to, to step back from some of those, you know, sometimes deep divisions and really look at where is the reconciliation? Where is the truth? Where is the common value that we as humans can, can uh, share and focus on um, and move forward together about? Well, well, thanks. Abby. Good points. Um, well, so, you know, if folks are curious to know more about the campaign, where should they turn for some of the resources? Yeah, um, happy to talk about that. The um, So civilized.org is a great place to start. We have our resources and our pledge available both in English and Spanish. And so really the ultimate goal of the campaign is to help Catholics and people of goodwill overcome division, promote encounter with our neighbors and seek the truth uh, by being a neighbor to everyone. Um, and this is all an example of the Good Samaritan, which again, Pope Francis highlights in Fratelli Tutti. And so we really 
really brought in some of those themes of being neighbor to one another. Civilizeit.org, um, take the pledge, which helps uh, Catholics and people of goodwill commit to charity, clarity, and creativity. And I really think those three pieces all together are really helpful in providing a framework for us to, to yes, sort of think about where is it that I am called to be involved in my communities? And also, how is it that I invite other people to be involved in those communities? So um, charity, I um, as we sort of think about the three areas, charity is really about remembering that we are all beloved children of God, like we were talking about earlier, and assuming the best of intentions about our brothers and sisters first, before anything else. Um, and then second, clarity, um, seeking truth together. What does it mean? What are the issues that I am bringing to the table? What values do I hold very dear? Where am I getting my information that can really help me form um, my insights, my values? Where is that coming from? Where am I thinking about church teaching and the scriptures and prayer? And where are the trusted advisors and the other media sources that are helping me inform my opinions about that? And I think that that is a really important piece of that clarity piece of the pledge. Um, And then finally, creativity. We have to sort of think together about where might there have been um, places for common good or common value, common ground that we can um, that we can come together on, despite some of our divisions um, and are really across perspectives to find new solutions, things that we might have not normally entertained before or ideas that may not have occurred to us because we weren't engaging with people who we sort of, you know, assumed may may not be interested in this one common value that we that we hold. And so how do we really think about that creativity together? The bishops use the word creative tension, which I think is really beautiful and really helpful for us and something that we as Catholics are called to do all the time, right? Like living in that creative tension um, is really something that that um, is through our Catholic moral teaching um, and through our, our daily lives all the time. So I think that that, you know, we live in a world that is broken and yet we see the kingdom. We see the goodness of the kingdom that is possible. And so we live in that tension every day, all the time. So this is an opportunity just to bring that tension into a new space and to sort of focus in on um, where it is that we can we can accompany our brothers and sisters um, and be bridge builders in the midst of that tension between the brokenness and the kingdom, where, where, yeah. sort of where we exist. Oh, that's really encouraging and great insight, Thinley. I think, um, you know, the call to embrace some of that tension, I think very often we want to flee from tension. You know, it's like we're so exhausted or sort of uh, not sure what to do. We just kind of rather check out and, and not deal with it. But really, that's not our call. <laughs> it's where the cross is. It's, you know, it's it's really confronting that stuff that that's where peace can, can break through and, and grace can come. If people are willing to step out into that and to, to do it. I mean, it's, there's always a little bit of risk and it's sometimes it's a little bit painful. I think so too. You know, we think a little bit about how uncomfortable it, that tension can be. It really can be very uncomfortable, especially depending on, you know, everyone's personalities and, and how that, how they sit with tension and uncomfortability. Um, but really it's, you know, we've been called to that since, since our baptism, you know, to live in that creative tension space and um, to be engaged and not to turn away, right. That the conversation, um, in the gospel is to be engaged, you know, that Jesus wants to be with us, to walk with us. And we are called to do that with our brothers and sisters, even when it's hard, even when it's inconvenient, right? Like it can be really difficult sometimes for us to to do that because it's more comfortable to just sort of like, oh, that feels tricky. I'm going to take a step back from it. Um, and yet we are called 
we are called tomorrow. Well, Emily, you've been able to be kind of immersed in this, you know, for a little bit. Of, you know, what else just personally stood out to you as you kind of helped to work on this and to roll this out? And as you will continue to, to work with folks in this, is there anything that really just personally got you? Yeah. You know, I really was inspired by um, the call that the bishops have picked up from Fratelli Tutti, from Pope Francis, um, to help us think about this moment of inflection for our world, that uh, the division and the polarization is is really everywhere. It's around us. And yet um, we can do more, you know, that we, just like we were talking about, we are called to, to, instead of sort of throwing my hands up at it in apathy or in exasperation to say, uh, remember that it is Christ who saves us. It is God who calls me home at the end of the day. And it is God that um, enlivens my life every day. And so I take a deep breath and um, work on the um, the polarization, given the tools that the church has given us, the amazing framework of Catholic social teaching and Catholic moral theology that, that really gives us um, something to lean on, even when it feels difficult or even when things don't go our way every time, that, that deep commitment and faith to our brothers and sisters and to that inviolable human dignity that we all share um, has really been inspiring and is something that um, has really been just so life-giving in in working on some of these resources. I think the other thing that I was going to say is that uh, Pope Francis talks in Fratelli Tutti about truth as an inseparable, inseparable companion of justice and mercy, and that together these three are essential to building peace. Um, And that is just such a, so clear of a call from our Holy Father to say, we need all of these. We need all of these pieces together as communities to um, engage with one another and to really find new ways of being community together, especially as we come out of the pandemic. You know, the uh, Pope Francis started Fratelli Tutti prior to the pandemic, but um, given this moment of our world um, that we know that when we, God willing, someday the pandemic ends and we're able to be together again, um, that we recognize that what was before wasn't really working for lots of our brothers and sisters around the world. And so how do we take this moment and really come out of the pandemic in a new way with new commitments or with new creative spaces that we have engaged because we were willing to sort of set down um, some of our, our divisions and, um, and engage with one another across those, those divides or those differences that we hold. Well, as you, as just, as, as you speak there, Emily, and reflecting on truth, justice, and mercy. Um, I, you know, I'm also reminded of the point you made about the creative tension that we have to live in because there's a certain tension between those things like justice and mercy um, very often has a certain tension as well. And engaging the truth though, as to our past and the future. Yeah. And those things all have to be together, right? That though there's tension sometimes between justice and mercy and truth and and doing the truth telling that is necessary that Pope Francis talks about in Fratelli Tutti that leads us to justice and mercy together. Um, And so often we want to just, as a society in particular, just, you know, make things black and white or, or, or cut and dry. And that's not always the reality of our world, right? It's, it's a bit more nuanced than that. and requires us to sit in that tension together. 
Yeah, and that is, I think, unfortunately, a part of the polarization is things are black or white. People have to either defend something or oppose something uh, without getting into the nuances of, of so much more. I think those of us who get to work a little bit on behalf of the bishops and say the political realm, we realize that, you know, there are so many nuances to, to legislation, to the political considerations that go into things, the prudential judgments that need to be made by politicians or by others. Um, boy, things are often so much more complicated than they might appear at first blush, I think. Um, you know, when we don't know a lot and we're learning a little bit, you know, we we tend to look for some cues or some points um, that will maybe make us react, make us, you know, either excited, supportive or, you know, concerned and opposing something. But, uh, boy, you know, it's, it's leadership's difficult and there's a lot a lot of considerations that go into so many decisions, whether it's politically or in a homeowners association. You know, I get to serve as the president of our homeowners association. If I thought working at the state capitol was political, let me tell you, living in a neighborhood of people whose biggest investment they live in and have tried to live together, it's like, wow, you know, you really have to be try to be civil. And uh, we do live together. And uh, please, God, you know, I don't always do it perfectly, but the teachings of the church and my faith are helping me to hopefully be somewhat effective in that role. But, you know, people have those opportunities all the time. People exhibit leadership within their families, I think we tend to forget just the importance of, you know, that basic social unit. You know, we want to be civil in our families, you know, moms and dads with their kids and extended family and grandparents. Like, it's kind of sad when people are afraid to talk sometimes about politics and we understand why, you know, but this gives, this will give us the tools at least to come to understand each other and to remember our love for one another. It does unite us is much deeper than please God, you know, political differences are the ways that we understand things. And if we can embrace it, life is so much richer and better. It really is. Yeah. But, and that creativity that you're talking about and the civility that is so important um, is important for both, you know, keeping it, our families together because we're better together. You know, sometimes it, the, the, um, the immediate reaction is sometimes to just write folks off and say, oh, we're not going to engage on that. Um, but we're better together. We're better when our community is together. And so how do we um, use that that civil dialogue, not to just go along to get along, as we might say, but to really think about the deep um, core values that we can agree on? What are those things of, of um, our commitment to human dignity and our commitment to to the common good and um, that, you know, even when, you know, we're talking about very practical things that, you know, kids should have, be able to be at school and feel safe and all of those kinds of things. So, um, you know, where are those, how do we think creatively about what our common values are? Well, Emily, you know, you bring a lot to the table here in your role at USCCB. You know, thank you for sharing with us a lot today. I mean, for those who, who don't really know you very well, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about your journey that brought you uh, to this role that you have and in faith and as you've grown. Yeah, uh, happy to chat a little bit about that. The um, I feel like I have sort of an unconventional story uh, when it comes to working for the Bishops' Conference. Um, I started off, uh, my first interaction was as a an intern for the Catholic Campaign for Human Development in the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. And uh, one of the things that I get to do now is to oversee the program of the Catholic Campaign for Human Development interns, which is just a joyful, full circle that I would have never thought if you had asked me when I left that internship, uh, if, I, if I would end up in that role, I would have not thought that it was possible. And yet here we are. And so um, the opportunity to work with our community organizations and our funded organizations across the country who are really doing some of this work with civilizer that we're talking about of, of helping their communities focus on what are our common values and how do we bring the best of our faith to that public square and to our um, our 
especially our civic conversations where we know that decisions are being made about how do we uphold policies that protect human dignity. Um, you know, working with those organizations is life-giving because the, the work that they're doing day in and day out is so important. And they're really living out this call to um, engaging with one another and to having difficult conversations even across multiple perspectives. And so that was really my first um, uh, entry into working with the Catholic Campaign for Human Development and um, the work of the Bishops' Conference through them. Um, and then I was I worked in Catholic higher education for 10 years. I was a campus minister and I was working in student affairs um, and really learned so much about how um, important it is to accompany one another um, and how, especially for young adults, as they are figuring out who they are in the world and what those common values are to them and how do they bring their faith of, their, the, of the family that has given them that faith um, and integrate it into their own lives. Um, watching that journey has been uh, such a privilege and uh, I am I feel that it's such a gift that they have shared those stories with me over the course of the last of those those 10 years that I was in Catholic higher education. Um, and now for the last three years, I've been here working on um, a variety of projects in the Department of Justice, Peace and Human Development and really helping Catholics think about their call to live their faith um, every day. And how do they do that in really practical ways? You know, that like we want to have uh, we want to make sure that people feel um supported in doing that. And the bishops are really committed to making sure that the resources are available to do that. And so supporting the bishops in that work has been really, um, it's been a privilege and a joy. Well, Emily, for our listeners, what are the best things they should do now? You know, having heard a plug for this, what do you, what do you think are the next steps? Yeah, thanks. Um, That's a great question. Civilized.org launches on September 7th. And so we're excited for all of those resources to be out in the world. Um, so go check out the pledge. Think about your call to charity, clarity, and creativity and get engaged in your community. And then check out the resources that have been developed to go along with this call. Um, there's several prayers and examination of conscience, which I find really helpful to sort of thinking about where is my call individually? You know, what is it for me, both as an individual, within my family, my extended family, my parents? Parish, my city, how am I called to put this into practice? Um, and then several other resources, sort of just like, what do we mean when we say a better kind of politics, when Pope Francis says a better kind of politics? What does that mean for us as Catholics, especially as Catholics in the United States? What does that look like? Um, and what is it that, you know, yes, we're all called to this, but we're all individually called to it as well. So how do we make those connections for us um, and share it with our families and our communities? Um, so yeah, check out those resources. If you take the pledge, then you'll be, um, you can then get resources mailed to you as, as things come out. Um, and we're excited to, to see folks um, engage with this. Oh, it's important to note that both the pledge and all of our resources are done in a bilingual way. So they're available in both English and Spanish. So if that was um, helpful to anyone. Those are That's great. Well, you know, um, Emily, I love that you mentioned uh, or a little bit earlier, just the importance of accompanying one another. Um, you know, when you're rolling out something at a national level, you can't accompany everybody. But uh, and at a state level, we can't accompany everybody. Um, at the diocesan level, the staff there can't do it either. Parishes, they can accompany one another to a degree. And really, it's going to be smaller groups and parishes of accompanying one another. And so I hope that folks will grab these resources and they will get together and they will continue to grow and accompany each other. 
um, because it's a lot more fun to have people to talk to about this stuff, to reflect together. It can come alive more readily, you know, as we encourage one another. So, And Pope Francis talks about that sort of community building as a really lofty goal, um, but one that's worth striving for. And I really take that to heart because uh, we are the church, right? It's up to each of us individually to do this in our daily practice. You know, we can, the bishops can tell us and tell us and tell us, but, you know, until we have an internal conversion um, in our hearts and, and really um, take it home and share it with one another, then that's uh, that's when it comes alive. Well, Emily, you know, thanks for all you've shared with us. Thanks for all this great work and developing this and, and supporting the Bishop's Initiative in this way. Um, please, God, this will bear a lot of fruit uh, for the church, for our society, for the world. And uh, we look forward to continuing to work with you. Emily Schumacher Novak, Assistant Director for Education and Outreach, uh, the Department of Justice, Peace and Human Development at the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for all the good work you're doing down in Florida. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to hear about all the good things that you do with Civilize It.